Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. The deadliest game. Hey, this time they're playing for real? Blood or? Games. <laughs> I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. We're here to talk about a movie that I love. This is a movie right here. This is a picture. Holy cow. We have inadvertently kind of delved into the 80s and early 90s career of Gregory Cummings. <laughs> right. like, he's really become a, a staple the last few years of our of our movie watching with Stone Cold and Hack-A-Lantern and recently Action USA. Strange. Max, Max Dad on Always Sunny. We're yeah. seeing a lot more of this guy's career. Than, we got a lot of Cummings. And this movie is a starring build role for Cummings, but a totally different movie than anybody could have expected. This is not. I did not see. This, this is one, one of the best hidden gem movies I think of all time. Oh yeah. This is a 1990 straight to video cheap feature with mostly unknowns. I would say, yeah. A small role for a name guy and a female director who never did any other projects whatsoever. I believe Tanya, uh, yeah. Tanya she, uh, Rosenberg. Rosenberg, she, uh, yeah, she must have just beamed down for this one and then headed back to her planet, but holy it's cow. It's amazing. What a gift yeah. she beamed down to give us. Surprising that this is not a movie that anyone has ever talked about, or I, I haven't heard about until you brought Vinegar it Vinegar Syndrome just released the Blu-ray of it. I think last year. Man. I don't know where it was hiding from These me before know, then. Yeah, they've got some people out there who <laughs> are curators right? of exploitation movies. Man. You know, when you think you grew up and you saw some obscure movies. <laughs> right. Some, you know, the fact that I somehow cheap, saw stuff. Maniac Cop 3 mm-hmm. when I was, you know, 12 or 13. You think that's cool you think you've seen like chud 2 right and you're like yeah i've seen stuff yeah i've seen chud 2 i get it yeah that's right i get it right and then you find out something like blood games has just been out there for 30 years right if you who saw blood games on the on the rental store shelf not me this one passed me by but i'll tell you right Uh, off the bat ha that's a that's a joke you'll get later folks i will watch any movie that starts with the word blood just first really? and foremost, blood, anything in the title, I'm in. I bought a is laser it? disc called Blood Moon based oh, on title alone. Is that the Australian slash? It is. <laughs> I had that tape. Now that's a cheap. Yeah, that's cheap. Exploitation. Man. With the movie. ring of barbed wire killer? Yeah. <laughs> anything blood in it, man. I, got, I am in. I got it for a similar reason when a video store in Healdsburg was going out of business. That is just, to me, that's Yeah, like, I'm buying blood games on VHS. That is an automatic, yes, I'm checking this <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, right? right? Like, blood Moon, of course. Blood Moon, Blood Summer, Blood anything. Blood, blood Horse? Uh, all right, uh, okay. Uh, you're really stretching <laughs> Roll the my, dice uh, on Blood yeah. Horse. <laughs> put, me, put my feet to the fire. I, I but, get uh, it, man. So, <laughs> so I didn't have to... You're saying I didn't have to convince you too hard to watch Blood Games. No, I was exactly. So I you sold had it, me at Blood Games. I <laughs> I sold this movie to you pretty high though. You recommended it. We're we're coming off just watching it. We want we just oh, yeah. finished watching it 20 minutes ago, and so I was pretty high on this movie. I think 
This is like the best women getting revenge movie I've seen. This this stomps all over stuff like I spit on your grave or right. There's a little dignity to it, even with all the shock. I just think it right. It takes a smutty genre and lifts it up yeah. to something really special. When, well, yeah, you you uh, described it as that. I almost feel like it's not quite. It's all like it's more like uh, survival horror. Yeah, it's very much rituals at a certain point, right? Right. It's exactly. It's it's Deliverance or it's Rambo, you know, or at least First Blood. But it keeps escalating to all these points, and it's just this one huge ordeal. Like when I think of women revenge thrillers, I think of first act happens, time passes, woman gets revenge. (laughs) This is like all takes place within about twenty four hours. Yeah, and it's and it is nonstop. I was like. And and it's one of those where you go like, God, what are they gonna do now? <laughs> oh my God, we've already gotten this and like, it's, oh God, it's, it's so the intense, whole town's right? getting in on it. Yeah, man, it is so intense. It it mixes all these scary scary uh, niche genres like the small town in on a crime. Exactly, I yeah. love a small town all in on a same crime, the, the, and the crime in this movie just ramps up, uh, and it starts with the most. It throws you into the middle of this. Fun plot. It starts off very like with a fun way to get to the crazy places this movie we gets. We get plenty to. of games, that's for sure. Because this movie is about a traveling women's baseball team who goes town to town playing local teams for money. And this is a job that people have in the country 30 years ago. I guess so. They're like a women's hot pants wearing sexy ladies <laughs> team. You know, you've heard about the like. I've seen this as an attraction, like the traveling softball sure. star who has trick pitches, and it's like Harlem Globetrotters right, like softball If field. the Globetrotters would like just challenge the local yokels at whatever town yeah, they dropped in on instead of just playing the generals. The right? local firefighters union. Something like <laughs> something, that. Totally. Or just a bunch of sleeveless bumpkins in a field in the middle of the Sequoia National Forest. I love the way Blood Games <laughs> jumps us in. First off, love the credits. About as cool low budget as you can get, but blood dripping in... Fake blood dripping in credits, that's something that I'm always sold on. Absolutely. That gets me off. That's blood feast right there. Baby. And (laughs) cool score. Really professional score for this. Intense, uh, good use of repeating cues. Uh, The real chase themes were really lively. Yeah, I agree. Everything about this sleazy little movie seems just so well done for something that had to be so seat of the pants cheap. But the way they jump in is into the middle of another thing I love in a movie. A good, long, real-time, competitive <laughs> baseball game. I don't know what it was about the 80s, but if you were, <laughs> if your movie we takes place s- out of doors, you have to have a baseball game. We have so much full-length <laughs> games shot on movie, Phil. This is a 90-minute movie. The first full 10 minutes are this one baseball and game. And it's a blowout. It's oh, not these like girls close, came man. To play. These girls beat these yokels, this is, man. This is what I don't quite understand about the business model of Babe and the Ball Girls. Babe and his Ball Girls, sure. Uh, Barnstorming women's baseball team. They come sure. to these small towns, these isolated communities. They're willing to play the drunkest, bumbliest dudes uh-huh, they can find. Uh-huh, sure. And then they play to piss off these dudes. Oh, yeah, man. They play hard. These women are ball. tough babes. They don't take no shit. This is. A daring attempt for a movie to take enough women 
to field a full traveling baseball team. <laughs> That's a nine-woman roster. And make them all mean something. Right. I loved these women. I loved all these different women. I didn't know any of them. We've looked up some of them. The main gal has a, has a long career as a stunt woman. Yeah, Laura Albert. And she's babe. She is babe. <laughs> and of all, babe and the ball girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the titular. But they're babe. all babes. They're all babes as far as I'm concerned. And they're all cool. They all get mm-hmm. their own shit. They're all their own woman. These are, you're like, you know what? We're going to make nine heroines in this movie. And then it does it. Yeah. Because they go up against just the biggest, slobbiest, grossest dudes in whatever any town USA this is. Part of the attraction being in a barnstorming women's fast pitch baseball team. Yeah. Is the short shorts. Oh, and yeah. And the halter tops. They are wearing the short shorts. So when a bunch of yokels or a local high roller like Remo or Mino. <laughs> Mino would a Mino? the fa- he's like a fake LQ Jones. <laughs> the the, the you know, patriarch the, of the town was uh, I was a little confused by him. Yeah, and a former mercenary. Real, he had the LQ Jones great gray hair and the kind of fox face. Yeah, yeah, like him. This guy, whoever he is, he is like a B movie superstar. You know, he's in sh- shit like the Hellraiser sequels. Oh, right. Tammy yeah, yeah, and the T yeah. Rex and. He's a fake LQ Jones guy. That's a lot of work in uh, direct-to-video action movies Absolutely. in the 80s and 90s for a guy like that. Absolutely. They can pull off a silver fox mustache. But, you know, you pay these girls 500 bucks to come into town, play your local boys, foolishly drop a $1,000 bet that your drunk skunk son and his squad of goons... This guy literally bets on the generals as if, yeah. if, he, if bets he was on the wa- going yeah. to the Globetrotters. <laughs> I thought they would do. <laughs> General's got a one-game winning streak going. Oh, they're the hot hand. Yeah, it's like you bring in these professional... Generals don't win two in a row. These professional women players to play Bubba, and then you're like, I bet Bubba can take these people on. They get on a bus and travel around specifically to do this, but I bet we can take them. It's really like the guy that thinks the troops could beat the NFL teams. <laughs> you know? I or, would bet on the cops. That the, that the Bears could beat the Taliban, right? maybe. I'll yeah. bet on my <laughs> drunken son and his gang of guys in worse shape than he. Terrible just a shape. bunch of bad shape Who guys. just sweaty. Already falling down drunk, most of them. Yeah. At the opening of Can't the movie. Can't hit a single thing. And Ross Hagen is our manager of the team. Great manager. Midnight. Midnight. Never understood. Never got the explanation <laughs> Didn't why get the explanation why Midnight. that was. Yeah. <laughs> But he's the fiercest one of them all. These people wield weapons like no man I've ever <laughs> seen. Everybody in this movie is so quick to grab like a like a torch. Yeah. Or <laughs> everybody in this town is ready to just go on vigilante mode. Well, that's what I mean. You're Midnight, the manager of an all-women's team. You're in the middle of nowhere, yeah. 30 miles to the nearest other town. The guy stiffs you on a $1,000 bet. All right, you know, that sucks. You're going in the next town. No. Yeah. Midnight grabs his gun and is going to go shake down the town patriarch in his own bar <laughs> yeah. to get this money. This is a Stones move right here. This is some Man, Stones. That's where I go like, this can't be the first time this happened to this baseball team. That's why <laughs> in the opening credits you get Ross Hagen as Midnight. As Midnight. <laughs> no, no as Allens here. Yeah. We get an as that's Midnight. That's a cool... Yeah, if you're going to give the guy the as character name in the title midnight it better be that's a good way to close out the credits yeah i really love you're gonna laugh but 
I love the costuming in this movie. Mm. I love the rednecks' sloppy gear. I love all the ball babes' gear. I love Midnight's coach's jacket. Can't argue with that. Got all they got all their names on their gear. Like yeah, yeah. This is a good looking movie. I like this the is, gear. This is a well shot movie. This is a well cast movie. They found a bunch of talent and really cast it to their feature. Like this is cheap. But this is a step above what anybody could expect. Oh yeah, from well, a movie like Blood Games. You got a guy like Vern. Uh, I think is the guy who's a hobo in every '80s movie. Oh man, that you from Back to the Future to great. They Live. This guy's <laughs> yeah. in everything. He's got that great moon dog body where it's just a big round belly. Yeah, that's solid and got a big old like bunch of great looking dudes with the trucker hat that says the checks oh, in the geez. mail. There is like three or four different sayings on trucker hats. Just like, back off. That's the a, check's in the mail. That's a saying you can't really say anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, people don't put checks in mail Boy, anymore. Boy, my checks in the mail hat ain't like, getting the reaction uh, it used to. Huh? We use PayPal. We use Venmo. We don't put checks in the mail anymore. That is a bygone trucker hat. I love the slight <laughs> little twist that they can add to these girls to make them cool women. Mm. is when old Vern is spying on these ladies in the shower. Just women having fun after a hard ball Long game. Long showers. Showering. Team. Nine, ten, eleven of them. Giving each other shoulder rubs. <laughs> yeah, like a traveling barnstorming team will do. <laughs> the way they immediately uh, don't flip out when Ver- when they catch the infiltrator, when they just... Uh, Want to fuck him up? They just grab him and yeah, uh, they immediately know. They're him. like another one of these idiots. Like they act like old hands at just going in and getting their butt squeezed. That's just I mean, part like, of the gig, man. This is the business model. Like, let's go get harassed in small towns and then, like, by force of gun, get our money. Get our like five hundred bucks. Five hundred <laughs> bucks. There's at least ten of you. Yeah, you're doing this for fifty bones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even paying the gas for this old beater bus. I am actually. I was actually going into this movie for the first time. I was really scared through a lot of this movie. This played as some. It's some this pretty is an intense, intense movie. horror movie. Yeah, that first game, uh, that long baseball game, it's got this sinister tone that keeps building throughout, right. and you get this sense because the whole town is out watching this game. It's a real attraction. But you also get that sense of them being surrounded. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about this town. It looks like it's in the middle of an open forest. It's it was literally filmed a field, in the just, Sequoia National Forest. Yeah. yeah, and you don't you know you, you're already thinking like something bad is going to happen to these women. It's and not called blood games for nothing. No. <laughs> what I love about these women is every single one of them has a fighting chance when things go bad. For all the different revenge movies I've seen that really like spit on the women <laughs> in the movie, even ones directed by women, that doesn't always guarantee it. Right. These women were all so cool. And this felt from very early on that there are real stakes in mm. this movie. People die. Main characters die quick. And you never know who's going to survive in this. And that's when it switches to like, once major people start dying, then it becomes a survival movie. Because now you're like, okay, anybody is in play in this flick. But the way they get to that is handled so well. And so 
<laughs> just cool for the job. Gregory Cummings is the biggest douche. This guy is sly, what man. An ass. <laughs> this guy is great. What a piece of shit, huh? And his, this his guy buddy is... Holt, his buddy Holt gives him a run for his money. I gotta Dude, tell you, the the character arc of Holt. <laughs> when what other movie like this gets a guy like Holt having this kind of crazy right? arc to like the leader guy practically? Exactly. He's like the schlubby, schlobby, he's the dumbest, popcorn swilling, beer swilling. Uh, that guy eats more friend. popcorn. And then he's, yeah, like one of the last to go. One of the final survivors and really the one that's like, no, we are doing this. Like, there's a lot going on in this movie. Mm. These characters are are written, no matter how dumb some of them are, they're not just a bunch of bodies getting piled up. Like, the stakes feel very real. They feel real from 10 minutes into this movie. There's there's kind of this, uh, yeah, there's this sense that these aren't actors. Yeah, man. Like you really do, guy. Kind of buy into this mob mentality that takes over this little town once this fight breaks out between. Yeah. So basically, what happens is Midnight goes get to get his money from the dude's bar. Yeah, roughs from up Mino's bar. Roughs up Mino in the bathroom, gets the money. Meanwhile, Roy Collins, uh, Mino's son, are, are Cummings. Yeah, and Holt. They find a couple of the girls outside the bar start to uh, start to get real rough, as you can handsy. imagine, in a, in a revenge movie like this. And uh, yeah, they uh, it just With, escalates from there. The like, escalation is so crazy, and the violence in this movie is very real. <laughs> like, there's some mean spills. There's some tough punches. People are getting beat up in this movie. Yeah. You know, there's some gri- grisly kind of cool stuff. Uh, Midnight kicks in a stall door, and there's a great <laughs> small bathroom fight between him and uh, oh yeah, fake LQ. Who I, goes? Who says something like, "You're messing with the devil now"? Oh man, right? this guy, <laughs> this dude, you're messing with the devil now, son. <laughs> this guy is the most confident man. Is that mercenary mindset? This guy has so many different like. Man, this is a cold mother. Yeah. This guy is cold. Yeah, he you know he's been in a couple wars because he brings him up when his kid loses a baseball game. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of guy this guy is. This man only likes winners. Yeah. You don't get you don't get you don't get through two wars with a losing attitude, son. <laughs> oh, happy birthday. <laughs> what a bet you can't believe this guy's not wearing an eye patch. Right. Exactly. <laughs> this guy needs some more face scars. Especially when so when these girls go into town to see what their dad's up to. A bunch of girls not obeying Midnight's command to stay on the bus. Oh, if they had just stayed on the bus. But when these guys throughout the baseball game started throwing elbows, started tripping them, feeling up their goods, yep. all on the way to the getting just decimated, they're running hot. They're getting riled up in the bar. They're pounding beers. They're pounding corn. <laughs> <laughs> I need some and, more popcorn here. And they, yeah, man, wait, just couldn't get Hoy, enough of that all right. stuff. All we right, pop man. Pop it first. Get it. <laughs> but these girls are all wearing the sickest threads when they go into town. These girls are all That's the true. coolest late 80s party girl LA fashion wandering around the Sequoia National Forest in this podunk town. So, yeah, once things start to get violent, things get violent quick. This goes for kills immediately and doesn't stop it's crazy. people die at such a consistent clip yeah in this movie yeah. both sides you don't know who's going to be left no. it kept up that who is going to survive this movie 
all the way up to the end. It kept messing with your to the uh, final credits. I, I had no idea who was going to survive this movie. Right. And it carried that energy through this whole thing because Gregory Scott Cummins dies 20 minutes in. The top build yeah. guy. And, and the guy that kind of starts all the shit. Getting yeah. rough with the girls. He then stabs Midnight. It's his birthday. This was his birthday oh, gift. Big old Playing banner. The, happy birthday, Happy birthday, Roy. Roy. What a fucking Town show. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> town. This is... We always end up watching these movies where there's like a rich town asshole son. Oh, <laughs> like, man. I got such a Digstown yeah. vibe from this father son. Roy is such a Digstown kid, man. Yeah. Big time. Is this what the South is? Every town is just one <laughs> asshole dude that runs everything. Probably any small just, town where there's just 50 people, like just one One guy's going to stand up, up, right? Yeah. yeah. Some dude's going to own the local grocery and then buy another business. And he's like, well, things are looking up for, exactly. for the Collins family. <laughs> but this goes to gunfire quick. Because once these girls are getting attacked, Cummins comes out with a knife. Babe comes around the corner with a pistol. Oh, Shots are fired quick, and then the rest of the movie is just shots fired. Yeah. It goes into this kind of Action USA riff, because we then get to a long, cool stunt portion of the movie. The whole movie just keeps this crazy... Yeah, the rest of the movie is just like a chase, and then just fighting in the woods. Yeah, it's constantly chasing, brief moments of hiding, then a new fight. Yeah. Intense stuff for an hour plus of this movie. Just a heart race and kind of flick. And... It does all of it so good. You get to know all of these women. You get the sense of this, you know, there's one main sister relationship. You really get a sense and a, a sense of struggle with all these women. And it was so well done. Yeah. These were pulling off some pretty complicated, heady acting stuff. And it felt like the odds kept shifting in really interesting ways. When you thought that the girls were completely outnumbered, they would suddenly do something to totally swing the advantage and I loved it. Mm. I've never seen this kind of cheap, exploitive kind of genre be done so well and handled with such a well-mapped-out story. But they kept doing it. it. It gave you characters that you cared about. Yeah, the, I care. I really started caring about all of these survive. women. Uh, and, and, and give you men that you <laughs> gave you the men that dudes. you love to see die. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Once guys were getting flung off buses into road signs, wow, there was some... Hell yes, moments in this thing. Yeah. Put charter in this big ass bus out of town. Also, I love that the bus like a block away. The guys are like, hey, I think those girls are staying on the edge of town. <laughs> the edge of town. It's like a one street that was, town. That it's was like the st- bus over there. The one bus. That was just, yeah, I didn't quite understand. The, the girls hightail it out of there. And eventually, the guys have all roadblocks up around them. It's yeah, like, man. How, how did they, they get, get the jump there? on them? Yeah, how did they all surround them <laughs> when the bus was just going out the, I assume, only road in town? <laughs> yeah, man. Or out of town? How many other ways could you get to that roadblock yeah. spot? So we don't, we don't spend too much time on that. We get to the roadblocks and... <laughs> Stick by your CB radios and uh, yeah, you'll know where they're at. Really early, it does such a great job of showing that major people can die quick midnight gets shot bad girl driving the bus gets shot through the head oh man who yeah yeah i mean cummins gets sandwiched between two dumpsters he gets blasted between dumpsters by a bus <laughs> oof that's a rough one to save on the tombstone that's when hoyt starts stepping up that's when uh that's when Re- mino offers him a thousand ahead for any of these dead bitches man, yeah just like whoa whoa 
hold on. I've guys, seen the way on. these <laughs> movies play out in the 2000s. It ends with like a dozen of these men surviving <laughs> and the women just getting the worst deaths. Hmm. Stuff like Wolf Creek. Mm. A movie like that where the villain's not a fun guy. He's just an evil dude and people never feel like they have an actual chance. Here, I loved how they played with the odds. You know, they're on this foreign territory as the movie shifts, like you said, to more of a survival thing, deliverance, rituals, first mm-hmm. Rambo. And the way it handles that transition so good. These women are so cool about <laughs> the way they work certain nudity into the movie is that the women, like, they're not going to be scared of nudity. They're going to no. use it to their advantage. Oh, man. Use it to woo some dummies. That is a, uh, yeah, that, that first attempt to be some bait next yeah, to the man. river is, that's quite a uh, That's a, a risk, right? Yeah. That's, that's a, a risk. strategy. They start, you know, they got to start thinking. Once Mino goes into his old mercenary gear, once he breaks out his old mercenary costume. It's the bow, yeah. Just with his, with his, like, uh, ninja camo and his, like, he's belting and cinching a lot of things, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put knives in their little sheaths. I love how they make a big statement of like all these other people are driving, you know, miles away in trucks, and he seems to just be on foot hunting them in the forest, right on their ass. Even though they had a big old bus lead, he's just on their ass immediately hunting them through the woods. He's good. He's good, man. <laughs> those mercenaries. That's how we got through those two the wars. Mercenary man. <laughs> but. The movie, just when you keep thinking either it's going to tip its hand too much and become too gross and exploitative or you know, you don't know what's going to happen, it keeps threading that needle. It's a high-class affair for something so sleazy. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like <laughs> you it's know? just the dirtiest, grossest dudes and this terrifying yeah. situation, and it feels like a real movie. It doesn't just feel yeah, like, like I said, it doesn't feel like there's actors acting as this mob. Right. But that lends itself to the scariness of the whole thing. Like yeah. You really do feel like these guys are going to tear these women apart if they oh, catch yeah. them. There's that certain, I mean, that's why I love these movies. We've talked about this before, the cheapness. Mm-hmm. Some of these shot on video movies, they're so rough. And they're so inexpensive that when something looks good, it really hits with me. Or, yeah, it's like, it, how did they do this? You know, it like doesn't feel so staged. Uh-huh. Yeah, like this movie feels like this is some real shit happening. Yeah, man, it's raw. Yeah, it, it feels so real and so, like I said, high stakes. Manages to keep these stakes going the whole time because women start dying. They're killing off tons of the men, but they're they're dying too, and. It's like you're picking your favorites, but there's no guarantee that any of them, they start splitting up. They're ru- yeah. literally going through the forest. They get diverted. Of course, a detour. Got that. Man, detour <laughs> is such a... always fall for the detour. You know, it's such a, a boner of a... Deci- like, you are almost damned if you do. That's the worst. You come up yeah. to a detour when you're getting chased. It's like, man, 50-50. <laughs> Either this is legit or I'm, you know... What other choice, I guess? Do what you do have? I have, right? Yeah. It's one of those just like, oh, great. Yeah. And so their bus <laughs> this is, is... the last thing I need. They're out in the middle of the forest. They have to take off on foot because they know they got maybe 10 minutes of headway. And you're just feeling that crunch the whole time. Right. It's The forest is so disorienting. And they're really good about messing with that geography. 
you know, about you don't know if they're heading in the right direction anywhere. You don't know where they're at. It's just a maze of forest at a certain point Mm -hmm. with people vaguely, you know, but all the interactions, all the times they get the drop on the guys, you know, all of that is tense because sometimes it doesn't go their way. Sometimes they get the clean drop. Sometimes they, you know, swiftly hang a guy over a tree, tree branch. I know. Other times it goes bad quick. And those moments are scary. Yeah, the roughest moment is definitely they they grab the one girl about halfway through and right have and she have some ways with her and she's very death wish feeling. It's it it did get yeah it did feel like a death wish sequel it did feel like a canon films kind of rape scene. But even then, there's such a strength with how she handles it and how she is like looking for her first opportunity. You know, it's fighting mm-hmm. and. I love the way these women just like claw right back. <laughs> like they go down and immediately are scrambling for some knife, gun, whatever. And it really shows Got that this baseball bat. Yeah, man. It shows this equal force in cool ways that even on these redneck hillbillies home turf with their baseball skills mm. and a little bit of luck, <laughs> they are fighting their way through this forest and it's handled so seriously and so violently. But damn, I was hooked for this movie. This felt so intense and such a ride. And it just keeps building. Like I said, the girls start pairing off mm-hmm. and getting separated, and that works out in some ways, and it draws, you know, scent off other ways. You have a great, but, like, the older kind of matriarch woman of the team mm-hmm. kind of gets separated and has her own little thing that she goes through. And these women are the coolest. <laughs> I love this cast. Where do you find a full baseball team of girls to look this cool in a horror movie? They all have their own unique fashions. There's the girl with the great curly hair and eyebrows. Mm-hmm. There's the girl with the great kind of uh, aerobics leotard with the great up pony. Right. The you two sisters pony. were great. Short, short blonde haircut. Oh, man. Donna was Tall so blonde. cool. Yeah. Donna was tough. Donna was the first one that proposed the idea of going off on their own groups. Yeah, yeah. Donna really wanted to stay and fight these guys. And they all had that kind of personality. They were all chipping in. None of them were freaking out. They were all like, they understood what was happening. It was kill or be killed. Intense stuff. Powerful stuff. And I loved the ways it just kept ramping up that craziness. That we are in too deep. We have to finish this out. Once it becomes all about survival. And you're fighting up on... You know, big grain silo uh, conveyor belts. Oh, I love that shit. That I'm was always going to be into that. Yeah, that was a cool. There was a great scene where it's like all of a sudden the, all the smoke machines get turned on and there's this, <laughs> all this. They're fog really in that in the fog woods. of war in the woods. So uh, you get this cool like silent takedowns and all that. So yeah, mm-hmm. you kind of get all these great little snippets of different types of action. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, the final where you're like, all right, are they safe? Did they finally make it to a town where they can? Get some help. Right. And uh, these movies always feel so no. hopeless in, in these situations where the survivors, you're like, well, great. Now you're like 40 miles out in the middle of the woods. You know, a movie like Rituals, you're like, great. Well, what's Hal Holbrook going to do now? Right. Exactly. Look how deep he is out in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, he won, I guess. You know, <laughs> and this is a. Uh, or that sense like in Texas Chainsaw where it's like, well, maybe the guy at the gas station will help us, or maybe he's yeah, one of the crazy rednecks. Maybe this like, trucker's going to help us like, out, but. Maybe we get to this other town, or and it's like everyone's cousin. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea. I love the ambiguity that the movie deals with the location 
and you know you don't know where it's at it's even more disorienting mm-hmm. i think it adds to that sense of being lost and that sense of being somewhere where you're not welcome and that craziness of <laughs> knowing that you must kill or you will die it captures that energy in ways that i don't know if a movie from this genre ever has for me i was rooting for these women so hard yeah the one kind of modern movie this made me think of was green room yeah have you seen that i like green room yeah yeah that's a real crazy like how are they gonna get out of this yeah it's kind of the same thing like traveling entertainers go to this secluded place to perform mm-hmm. get caught up in some violence and then have to survive have their to way fight out. their way out with even this. like the old man matriarch or yeah, patriarch, yeah. patrick stewart in that case yeah um, no green room's great good future episode there. but yeah. blood games is such an under the radar gem i can't yeah like i said earlier i can't believe this wasn't something i heard about 10 years ago when yeah but we've movies seen... like this started getting you know cult followings there's such an why. untapped vein of straight to video and TV movie stuff that are so able to be under the radar like this. We've talked about it before with Action USA recently, which mm-hmm. has to have some similar, has to share some people beyond uh, beyond Ross Hagen, right? Oh, I'm some sure actual both, filmmakers I'm, behind the scenes yeah. people have to be involved. Some I'm of the, sure a lot of the stunt guys were because you had a lot of that same. Some of the like, chase had the same feel as Action USA, right? Even the guy going into the water or stuff like that. Yeah. Man, Hoyt goes into the water a lot. This guy <laughs> takes some spills off high yeah, dives. He baby. is the guy in the movie that keeps taking the. Beating. <laughs> he is wet through this whole thing, man. Soaked from his different river landings, but yeah, it has that same kind of vibe of. These people are working so hard to make this movie. That's the best straight-to-video feeling in this, especially straight-to-video action. We keep seeing it. Yeah, They work so hard to make their action movie kick ass. Like, we're going to do stuff that the main studios won't take the chance to do. Well, And, it's and like, it shows up. Yeah, to do that, to have a scene where you're going to be like, all right, you are going to get on the hood of a moving car and jump onto a bus also, this is going to go straight to video, and no one's ever going to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, this isn't like this isn't like a major film. Where Man, like, I can't wait to show this movie to my friends. They'll never see it. Yeah, like <laughs> you are just going to have to duck under a uh, an a bridge oh overhang while you're on top of a bus. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's like this isn't speed. Like no one's <laughs> yeah, going to see yeah. this. <laughs> there were some crazy spills here, so I get how half the cast is stunt people. It shows. They it, better be. It looks great, <laughs> man. Yeah, good. If they weren't stunt people, they became stunt people yeah, after filming this movie. Yeah. And when we build to our climax, when these girls are finally, finally disposing of this last creep, this guy who's hunted them through the woods this whole time, taking a bullet shot, like that little twist, Donna shooting yeah. that guy while getting a knife in the leg. These women take damage. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. And I was honestly welling up at that ending. I think this ending hits hard. I think it is a real emotional punch in a way that I've never felt from one of these movies. Mm. With I Spit on Your Grave, I was just kind of glad that it was over. <laughs> like, yeah. God, I'm glad that glad these people died, but God, this poor woman. So many of these movies kind of have like that death proof ending where they just they win the day and then they go, yay, and it's over. And this had a real cathartic, like it was sad unleashing of all the emotion, you know, from this experience. And it was a really beautifully composed shot. 
I love this shot. You get this framed shot of the surviving uh, four or five women. I think five. Five. And they're framed perfectly. They look look amazing. The infield is what survived. Yeah, the infield (laughs) survived it, right? They look great. They're beat up. They're carrying their weapons still. And then they look off in the distance, and we get this genuinely touching montage of all of their friends that they lost. Mm-hmm. Like with them celebrating these great moments with them. Real like, you know. You don't get a lot of that in memoriam segment in a, no. in, the, in a movie. The girl in, you know, Annie and Friday the 13th isn't thinking about her fellow counselors <laughs> that died and remembering them, and They're traumatized. Right. So that extra touch of putting... This woman wasn't just assaulted in the forest and then, you know, died getting shotgunned shortly after, after saving her friends. Mm -hmm. You know, we're remembering her how she was. We're remembering how she fought and how great she was. And they do that so tenderly. And then when it cuts back. Even to midnight as he's like uh, in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horny old man coming through. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, he was so great that midnight. And... (laughs) When it cuts back to their faces, it's like their expressions have totally changed, you know, as they're remembering all that they've gone through. And just the way they captured that on film was, I thought, really beautiful hmm. in a way that with a, such a nice, tender touch to it that these movies never have. Usually yeah. a, a recent movie, there was a, a, a really good recent one called Revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out 2017, 2018. And this girl goes through hell. She goes through a fall that should have killed her, comes back, eventually kills these guys. She goes through so much punishment. Then the movie just ends with the, like, you know, do 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 This one, you really just get this sweeping look back at this fucked up day. Oh, what a day. <laughs> Taking the worst gig of your life. And just all this happened in one day. Look where we are. They didn't even we're, get the money. Yeah, we're half a team now. And you're thinking of all these people that you lost for nothing. It's tough. Yeah, but they also have this. Uh, they also have a real sense of resolve and togetherness. And yeah, we, d- we did this together. And this the moment with them, sisters in arms, kind of a where thing. they all know it's over and they're hugging each other and just relieved. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful moment. Uh, it, it's really great to see. It's for a woman who didn't make any other movie. It's really surprising because this movie. We've seen these movies that touch a lot of the John, a lot of the you know, a lot of the touching stones in this movie. We've seen in other stuff right. in this era, but put together with as much dignity that Rosenberg puts together with, I've never seen. I love Blood Games. Blood Games is quickly becoming one of my all-time favorite genre films. Like this is a great discovery. More yeah. people need to see Blood Games. Yeah. This is a powerful movie. I would recommend highly. Yeah, especially if you're into, yeah, it, women thrillers. Uh, any women's revenge movies. If you exploitation, yeah, kind of stuff. This is hits. This all handles those its material though so professionally. Mm-hmm. This scummy material. Make no mistake. This movie has sleaze. Oh, this yeah. movie is scummy. This movie feels dirty. You feel for these women going through this, but. Again, you feel for these women going through this. Mm -hmm. That's an important element of these movies that we don't get enough. I love Blood Games. Go see Blood Games. There you go. Yeah, like I said, the Vinegar Syndrome. Vinegar Syndrome did the the Blu-ray of it. It looks amazing. 
cool uh, cool art. Oh yeah. Now that's they a, did a great job. The on The other this. thing, if you look at the uh, <laughs> like the original VHS box art, very different than the cool modern art. Uh. Well, I don't think those are the same women. On, that on was like a th- the box. No, art. man, that was a thing with straight to video movies. I was looking at it on the IMDb, and I was like, "That's not the people in the movie on this like old." That was such a common thing in in these late eighties, so early nineties. Yeah, think they of, couldn't get them together for a photo shoot. At the isn't end of it the weird day? that they just didn't take a picture on set? Like, no, they just take a random picture of five women. Think there's of so the, many shots where it's like all the women lined up. Just take a screenshot. Take a screenshot of that. So I mean, weird. think of the cover for Dead Dudes in the House. We don't see any of those guys in that movie. <laughs> yeah, There's no, like, dudes? color me bad looking guys in that movie. There's just four dudes. These are four other dudes. Oh. No, that was a weird thing. In I don't, And it wasn't even a false advertising thing because it's not like you're putting a fake picture of. It's well, just yeah, different it's, people. It's just other women. Who I have to imagine like these movies are made so cheaply that they have stock photos that they have from yes. other projects, and they just try. No, no, no. We, I got a picture with five women. Sure, It'll yeah. work. It'll work. One of them might have a bat. <laughs> and I love it. I love that there's a comp- companies out there that are finding these movies and releasing them to an audience. Otherwise, I would have never seen it. Yeah, it's, this, a, it's this... such a joy to discover a new favorite in such an unexpected way. You know? Right. Yeah, it, it makes you just realize how many movies are out there to <laughs> be discovered. So many, man. To be just, you know, you and then yeah, you go down some of these. Okay, so we're on Blood Games. We're looking at Laura Albert and seeing the 160 things she's done. And right, like, I haven't heard of all the. You know, if you go down Ross an Hagen, actor, you were talking, right. you were listing some Ross Hagen 90s movies. Like we kind of have to see uh, Droid Gunner. Dude, like, Ross Hagen. I like. I love a guy. We can't let these movies be lost to time. When he's pulling in as Midnight in blood games you're like all right this guy's still pretty respected he gets the as midnight in the credits this is the star they're bringing on board the big guy and into the 90s he had one of those sick 90s direct-to-video careers that all of his movies had names like sexual roulette (laughs) or night fantasy 2 yeah. Illicit dreams with Robert Forster. You know, it's like, yeah, oh man, I guarantee Forster played like a vice cop in three of those movies. Right, he's probably in Midnight Tease Four. Oh man, all those guys who were, you know, handsome younger actors in the fifties and sixties were. All right, well, you're coaching a traveling baseball team, yeah, doing you ten get days knifed. of blood games. Yeah, ten days. <laughs> I'm putting in two days, two days and one night on blood maybe, games. Maybe. But it's great. It comes together as such a strong whole. It's an impressive piece of filmmaking, a really impressive piece of low-budget genre filmmaking. You keep finding these gems, and it's just, again, a reminder, as you said, there's so much out here. Yeah, This wasn't on our radars a year ago. Right. <laughs> and now it came to this. It did come to this. Yeah. Wow. Blood games, baby. It's out there. It's on streaming now. It's got unearthed. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do it. No Ameri- reason not to. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening. Good night.